Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Josh Griffin. Yeah, thank you, Annette. Uh, Before we do get into today's uh, podcast and uh, this week's dose of inspiration, just want to start off by acknowledging that I'm recording today on Bunurong Country um, here in Victoria. Uh, and acknowledge the uh, owners of this land, uh, past, present and emerging leaders as well, uh, and that their culture is uh, significant to us today, as it was uh, back when the traditional owners were uh, were in this area. So, yeah, for today's interview, I've got, I'm really uh, excited to join, be joined by uh, a gentleman by the name of Nathan Woodrow, who I met a couple of years ago through the Seven News Young Achiever Awards in South Australia. Nath has his own clothing brand called Ride Clothing. Uh, it's really cool. Everyone check it out uh, online. In, awesome website, uh, Insta, Facebook, um, and uh, TikTok, I think, as well, started on. And uh, Nath, look, normally I do a bit of an intro, but I really want to get the story from you. So I'll lay the scene, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that at 16 years old, you're still in high school, obviously, you started yep. Ride Clothing. And uh, Nath, I welcome you, first of all. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, no worries, mate. So it's good to speak to you. And uh, before I do quickly get into your kind of bio and how it all started, I just love the way that you do social media because you kind of across all the platforms. Like I'm kind of, my favorite is LinkedIn, um, yep. what I'm on the most. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing you pop up on LinkedIn posting some stuff and I'm like, oh man, Nathan's <laughs> everywhere. He's great. Yeah. No, I would try to give it a go and spread the message everywhere. So no, that's good to hear. Yeah, so I came across you, Nathan, when you were nominated uh, back in, I think it might have been 2017 initially, and I think it only, you know, Ride Clothing had only recently started. How how did it yeah. get started? Um, how it got started was, it was actually, I mean, the idea first started coming about in my mind in about 2015 um, when I was injured. I couldn't play sport. Pretty devastated at that time. All I cared about was sport, really. And um, how old were you at that time? Do you reckon, Nathan? So I was, I was 15. I was year ten, so I was fifteen years old. Yep. And sport was a pretty uh, big deal for you at that point. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Just loved competing. Um, running was my main. Like I really wanted to get great, really good at that. But um, otherwise, it was on weekends like wakeboarding and skating and all that fun stuff with your mates, um, which I always looked forward to. So not being able to do that anymore, I was like, man, like what am I going to do with my free time? <laughs> and then at that same time that I was injured, my school actually brought in this new like business entrepreneurship class where we kind of started up like a fake business and we had to pitch it to people in Adelaide and all that. And I just got so interested in um, like building something from nothing. And I was like, man, like maybe this is what I could kind of spend my free time on. Um, I just wasn't a hundred percent sure on what yet. And then coming into 2016. So I remember spending all of the like school holidays of 2015, like the summer holidays just that on my mind, I was like, man, I really want to start something. I feel like not 100% sure what or like is it even possible? I'm only 15, like turning 16 and then coming into like mid-2016, um, I just went like stuff it, spent all my money, bought in 30 T-shirts, a new like screen printing like little machine and just taught myself how to start hand printing T-shirts. So really it, it began from that little bit of inspiration from that business class as well as, um, you know, not being able to play sport. And I kind of just combined those two passions together to create a brand that was about sport, adventure, my hometown in Renmark, South Australia. 
and yeah, just kind of started, started it from there. That's really cool, man. And you're talking about, you had this idea that you wanted to do something. So yeah. what, what kind of led you towards, you know, the screen printing? Um, I think I kind of, I get trying to find something that was doable when I was that age True. as like, cause I obviously didn't have heaps of cash and, um, I only worked a few part-time jobs at that point. And then just, I guess at the time I was, um, I think I might've even saw on social media, like some like smaller clothing brands pop up here and there. And it kind of made me realize, oh, maybe it is possible. Like, cause I can see, I can see it actually happening. Like, oh, yep. other people are doing it. Like maybe I can do my own thing as well. And then I guess the screen printing just came with it. I was like, oh, like, I don't think I have the money to pay someone to do this. I'm just going to have to learn how to, to screen print myself. So, um, yeah, I remember being pretty excited. Like I got my first stencil and my T-shirt and put it on like the my kitchen table and printed my first ever T-shirt just on my kitchen table at home. And like that just got me so hyped to, to learn more and to keep growing and all that sort of stuff. So, yep. Yeah. This might be a tricky question. I don't know if you can remember back, but what did you do with your first T-shirt? Did you just keep it to wear or did you give it to someone or did you sell it? What did you do? Yeah, I think I was just, I think I just wore it everywhere. I wore it to school. Nice. Like, and at that time, like no one knew what I was doing even at school. So no one was just commenting on it. I was just like so happy that I was wearing my own like, shirt. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, again, this might be a dumb question because I don't know anything about it, but with the stencils, is it something that, that you purchased? Did you draw it? And then like, how does that work? So the whole process, I kind of just fumbled my way all the way through it because I had no idea about the process either. Um, so it started off with just me like hand drawing a design and then I had to send the design off to be like, um, to, for someone to draw it like a bit better so it could be put onto the screen. Yeah. Okay. And then I had to, um, you know, buy a screen from online and then send that away to Adelaide for someone to actually make the stencil and then for them to send it back. (laughs) So it was like so many things going on because I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a bit of a process, like to get the design actually onto the stencil and all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. shows your commitment, mate, because there's so many steps. Then, as a 15 year old, kind of, you could have just easily said, "Ah, it's too hard. Don't worry about yeah, it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you kept going with it. Now, um, I've seen this cool video, and uh, you probably can tell me where it is still. But I think maybe you got a drone or something. I don't know. But it was this cool kind of shot that panned across of yeah. a uh, shipping container. Yeah. And then that's kind of when things started progressing. You were operating your business out of a shipping container, right? Yeah, yeah. So it all started in my bedroom. And then when things got a bit too big for my bedroom, I was screen printing and had shirts all over our like family lounge room. And um, I was and your family's probably uh, yelling at you. Are yeah. they, Nate, get your stuff yeah. out of here. Yeah, they were stoked for me. But also, I think it was me getting kind of frustrated being yeah, like, okay. man, like, I'm stuck in this lounge room. There's just like stuff everywhere. I can't concentrate. And then, um, yeah, we had this shipping container in our backyard that was kind of used for storage. And I was like, you know, I had to talk to the parents. And they were pretty happy for me to, to move things in there, get me out of the house. And, um, yeah, so I think being in that shipping container probably allowed me to, well, it gave me that excitement of having my own little area when I was like 16, 17 years old. And, um, yeah, probably pushed me to to want to grow it more and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, it's definitely interesting running the business out of there. It's definitely a story that people love to hear about. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah. did you put, were you putting together some of those videos at that, you know, back then of uh, those early videos that I remember seeing? 
So it was actually me and a mate of mine from high school as well. Like I think it was maybe our first year out of high school and I know he had a bit of an interest in like videos and all that. So I was like, man, I need some videos for the brand. How about you come and like, you know, do a fair few for me. So we started up a little YouTube channel and told a bit more of the story of ride clothing. I think it was when we were like 17 or 18 years old. So that definitely helped out a lot. Yep. Now I'm from Adelaide originally, so I know the Riverland and, and Renmark yep. and it's a really cool area. Probably, you know, haven't been there in quite a while, to be honest. Can you let people know what, what it's like there? Cause it's a special place. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, um, it's somewhere that could be easily looked over or if you, um, you know, you're not hundred percent sure on what you do here, people can think it's, oh, it's just like country, like boring lifestyle, but it's so like, it's so, yeah, it is so special. It's, you know, we've got the Murray river and we can go wakeboarding and, you know, all sort of water sports, as well as we hold like the, the dinghy derby events where like we race these small race boats through all these little creeks and there's just nowhere else in the world that you can do that. As well as just the cool lifestyle, like it's laid back, um, feels like everyone knows each other. There's some other businesses here like me as well that have sort of started from nothing that they're very well known now that I've actually been able to collaborate with as well. But yeah, I think that and just... I think it's really the community. Like everyone, it just feels like a big kind of family. Like, and you know, everyone's so active and getting out and about. And because we're on the Murray River, like, just adds that um, bit more of a, a cooler lifestyle. But yeah, yeah I don't know, especially because I've lived here my whole life, I like have that connection with it. But um, you know, even the amount of people that are coming to visit here now as well, like you can tell it's a really special place. Yeah, I, I can tell that you have a real connection to it because you know, on a lot of your t-shirts and designs and things like that, you really highlight you know the river yeah. and river lifestyle and, and the riverland yeah for sure no it's that's what i i've always wanted to to keep that um local like renmark feel to the brand because it's where it's born it's where like the inspiration came from was the hometown um so yeah it's always something that i want to bring people back to in the brand wherever i tell the story is like it's come from renmark because it's definitely when i first started or even now people are super surprised that like this brand that's kind of like got the surfy kind of vibe to it like ride clothing does but um yeah it's it's funny when people are like oh you're from Renmark like that's where yeah. it starts like it, it's it's really interesting so I bet you've probably got a pretty good following there in your hometown but where's the weirdest uh place you reckon you've sent a t-shirt or a, a hoodie or whatever um it was actually only a few weeks ago um I was super surprised I sold like one, one of my local designs like the dinghy derby design I did to New York Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, they must have found some interest in what we're doing and bought a shirt. Or, but yeah, there's, it's overseas is always crazy to see, especially if they buy a shirt that says Renmark or Riverland. Or not. I'm like, oh, what's going on there? It's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. You just never know, do you? Someone could have, uh, could be in South Australia living over there, or yeah, they just like the design. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's super cool to see when people are getting around it from all around Australia, all around the world. Like, yeah, it's um, pretty unreal to think about. Now you touched on the dinghy derby. Um, I hadn't heard of it previously yep. until uh, I kind of, you know, got to, to know your brand and, and your story. Can you tell people what it is? Cause it's kind of wild. I think you might have to like fully explain what it's all about. Yeah, it is wild. <laughs> um, I've been racing it since I was, I think 14 years old and my brother was 16. So pretty much you have these small boats that are only about three meters long. And we put these like quite big motors on like 30 horsepower and you can modify them and like do all this different stuff to them to make them go faster. 
And yeah, pretty much you have the person that drives the boat and the person that's at the front of the boat to help us steer in like sharp corners and things. Um, and yeah, we have these really like narrow creeks with like trees falling down and like all like different like obstacles that go through these creeks. Um, and every year on the dinghy derby, the creeks are just lined with like crowds of people because they want to see you come through. Yeah, the boats, I mean, going anywhere from 70Ks an hour to 90Ks an hour through these small creeks, like, coming in. And, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, I feel like it's what our town is really known for is that event because it's so wild. And at one point, um, like, Red Bull came on and sponsored the event for a few years. And um, so I guess it just shows, like, how crazy it is to get that sort of attention on it. For sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's very quickly the gist of it, but I'm sure if anyone searches up Redmark or Riverland Dingy Derby, that it comes up straight away and you'll yep. blow your mind. <laughs> so uh, i kind of got two questions here. When is it during the year and have you been able to hold it these last kind of two years? So it's every year the first weekend of February and then we have other races throughout the year, but the Dingy Derby in the February um, one is the biggest one of the year. One. And we... We were able to hold it last year, actually, yeah. Uh, that was probably yeah, right before. Sorry. That was probably right before kind of. Uh, yeah. So the ding- the actual dinghy derby in 2020 and 2021, we were able to hold the event, which is super lucky. And yeah, I think everyone was pretty grateful that we were able to do that. So, yeah, hopefully that'll continue on for, for next year's event as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I might actually share it, to be honest. Um, see, uh, I can put it on the socials, but... um. It's yep. a picture of uh, you in the the ride clothing dinghy, yeah, awesome yeah, kind of wrap design around it, yeah, yes. And so, who, who do you uh, who do you race with? So I've been racing with my brother for since we started. So since I was fourteen, so past six seven years now, me and my brother have raced in it every year. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah, as soon as I think it was only a year or two after the ride started, we saw all these other people like kind of getting sponsors for their boats and stuff. So I thought it'd be kind of cool if we sponsored our own boat and put ride clothing on it. So yeah, it's um, cool. Yeah, no, that was super cool. That's awesome, man. So uh going back a little bit, just because we got sidetracked uh, a touch, <laughs> but uh you know, so you you're in your shipping container, right? Yeah. And you're printing your your teas in there. Now I know that you've since moved out of the shipping container, but can you tell us what was the journey like of uh you know from the living room to the shipping container? We've kind of heard that and then what happened afterwards? Um, so after that, I think, I reckon it would have been, I was in this shipping container from the very beginning of 2017 through to mid to the end of 2019. And through 2017, I was in year 12 at high school. So I was just working on the brand as much as I could through that year as well as studying. I probably, honestly, probably put more effort into ride clothing than school. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was just so committed to it. Once I got that bit of momentum, I was like, oh, maybe there's, maybe there's something here um and then as well as like working part-time jobs as well so my my time is so split like I'd work in the shipping container till like really late at night or get up super early before school to like get orders out or print shirts or work on any sort of business so 2017 was really just like trying to juggle my time to work on the business so then out of school like maybe there's still something there that I could push um as a bit of a business so that was 2017 and then um my first year out of high school um when I still had ride, I I was kind of lost because I like the brand had some momentum there, but it was obviously wasn't big enough for me to be like I'm just going to jump into this full time. Like yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely had a bit of a following, but it, it had so much growth and so much 
I mean, growth for business, but also growth for me to learn how to actually run a business properly. Um, so yeah, like 2018, I was just like working kind of working these different jobs as well as just doing pretty much what I did in 2017. It was just like in the shipping container doing as much as I could as well as trying to get it into different shops. I actually had a local surf shop in Renmark that um, stocked it, which really helped to help get the brand out there more as well. And um, I actually did my first collaboration with the Woolshed Brewery here in Renmark as well, which is oh, okay. Yeah, which is a really popular brewery here. And um, they helped me sell a lot of stuff as well and just helped. My biggest thing was just like, like I just want people to know about the brand and know what yeah. it is. Um, and then I'll build it from there. And um, yeah, so I guess realistically, like 2017 to 2019, I didn't have a real direction. I just knew like this is what I wanted to do. And I knew like I had some momentum. So I really wanted to keep pushing it. And coming into 2019, I was working part-time and I went into someone's um, small shop um, in Renmark and I was, they knew Ride quite well and the lady running the shop was like, oh, you know, like next door shop has like an availability, like maybe you could um, like start your own shop in there. And I was like, that just felt like such a big jump. Like, yeah, you know, Oh, and then I was trying to think like, oh, maybe I'll still keep my job. Maybe I could like just run the shop a few days a week here and there. And then I ended up after probably a few weeks of um, being overwhelmed with the decision, I was like, no, like I've just got to do it. Like summer's coming up. It's going to be prime time to give this shop a crack. So I ended up quitting my job and, yeah, moved into this very small shop down like a little alleyway of Renmark that, Really, not many people walk down at all. Yep, not getting much foot traffic. <laughs> no, no, nothing. So, um, yeah, that was that was the jump that I made. Um, I guess to make it more so full time was you know building it through 2018 um, when I had my first year out of school, as well as 2019, just to have enough momentum to feel a bit confident that maybe this shop will work out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, it's a huge leap to go from because it's also yeah. like you your mindset was had to switch then too, like oh yeah, all sure. or nothing that's, almost. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing is like the mindset shifts that you've got to have, like just to grow a bit more, like you've just got to look at it like I'm just going to take this as a learning experience and I'm going to have to go all in with it because if I don't commit, like I'm going to have too much doubt and like I'm not going to, you know, reach my potential in that sort of thing. Yeah. So I guess the mindset shift that I've had to have over the years is probably the biggest thing that I can take away from the whole journey. For sure. Was it crossing your mind, you know, when you were kind of, when you'd made that choice, like far out, if this doesn't work, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, go back to my old job or, or something yeah. like that. Or what, what were you thinking? Yeah, for sure. I think um, it was all exciting when I was first, like first commit. I feel like I do this every time I like, it's all exciting when I make that first decision and I commit to it. And then it comes to, oh, I've got to set this shop up. I've got to order more stock. I've got to, and then all of it's building up. And I'm like, oh man, like this really has to work out now. Yep. Um, and then I start putting probably a bit more pressure on myself. And I have those doubts like, oh, you know, what if no one comes in? Like, what if I hype this shop up so much? And then I get no one in the shop. And, but then I guess it just always came back to like, Nathan, you were like one or two years out of high school. You're only 19. Like, if this doesn't work, just like take it as a learning experience, I guess. Um, yeah. But for sure, like I had those roller coasters of like, this is going to work. This is going to be so cool. Oh, maybe it won't. But I guess that's all a part of it too. Hey, like that's yeah. your, your mental strength and stuff. Yep. I reckon that's just an awesome attitude to have, Nate. Like 
be positive, launch in, throw your passion behind it. And just yeah. what you said there was, you know, perfect. Just, just know if it doesn't work out, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, you gave it, it a go and you can always be proud of that. Definitely. Yep. So everything I do now, I try and try and keep that mindset. Yeah. Yep. So you moved into the, uh, the alleyway shop. Yeah. And uh, yep. are you there to this day? I've actually moved into a bigger shop along the riverfront of Renmark now. Mate, um, that's cool. Yeah. So the so alleyway we- shop, um, the, I was in there for only four and a half months, I think. And it like it honestly blew my mind how much attention I got. The opening day like was awesome. A lot of people came in. I remember getting messages being like, where is it, Nate? Like, we can't find you. And then like, <laughs> that would, you know, they'd walk around and they'd eventually find me. Um, and and then, how funny, you were just saying before at Renmark, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Except there's this one little hidden alley. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's it's because it was just such a strange, like even me when I walked down there to get a shop, I was like, man, I like, I completely forgot about this side of town. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I guess because, you know, I, I ran the shop over summertime, um, so I didn't expect it at all. So November and December and then January, because there was a lot of people visiting the town and a lot of locals looking for obviously like Christmas presents and stuff like yeah, just reached so many more people than I thought as well as I got to meet everyone that had been following the journey through Instagram. True. Like, yeah, so people would come in and be like, oh, yeah, like you're the kid that started in the shipping container. We saw you on Instagram, like awesome to meet you. Like it was just that was such a cool feeling as well, like to meet people that have been following the brand. So it just it, it was cool to have a place where people could actually come, I could speak to but yeah, that that shop did um, big things for the brand as well as my confidence as well. And so, yeah, so you, you're there four and a half months, and then yep. did you decide to close during winter, or um, what happened then? Oh, what happened? I I ran it through October till February, end of February 2020 was the last day I had in in that shop because I this shop that I'm currently in now came up available. Um, which I actually found about found out about when I went to the post office and I was posting some orders off. <laughs> the lady behind the counter was like, oh, mate, like when are you going to get a bigger shop? Or like, do you reckon you'll get a shop on the riverfront? And I was like, the riverfront would be so perfect to ride, but there's no shops available. And she was like, no, nah, like there's, um, you know, one's just coming up available now. Like here's the phone number, you should give them a call. And then oh, straight away, yeah, like just out of nowhere. So I gave them a call and, and booked in this shop straight away. Um, and I... What happened? So I closed that shop and then I got the keys for this shop in March 2020. And um, I was planning on opening in April 2020 um, because I had a bit of a trip overseas booked. I was like, oh, cool. I'll like close the shop, go overseas, like reset my mind and then come back and open. And um, yeah, just as I was about to go overseas and plan this whole shop opening, um, it's when COVID hit. Um, So then I kind of postponed the opening of this shop until the start of July in 2020. So I had a few yep. months where I was kind of working from home and going, oh, man, like when's a good time to open the shop? Should I even open it? Because of obviously mm. COVID and all that sort of stuff. Tough. Just everything was unknown. So I had a few months definitely where I was like, hmm, <laughs> like what's the plan now? <laughs> but, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Phil, tell me if uh, I forgot to answer this question or whatever, but um, were you able to, you know, get support from, government or the um the owner of the you know the shop the real estate not having to pay kind of all yeah. those rental fees and all that stuff or 
So, yeah, I was able to, um, you know, not have to pay rent until I actually opened up the shop, which was super handy because that was the thing I was worried about. I was like, man, I'm going to have this shop and I'm going to have to pay rent and I'm not even in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I got some support from that, Yeah, that was, which is awesome. That is awesome. That's really cool. Sounds like, um, you know, you've had just some awesome little moments, like random but, like, great community support moments along the way that have just kind of been really yeah. helped you out. Definitely. Like, I'm so, like... Every time I talk about it or think about it, like it's just such a cool feeling to have people in the community that are looking out for me, you know, like even just little things like, oh, there's a shop available in the riverfront. Like, you know, like she didn't have to tell me that. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Like, and just, yeah, people that, it, the people that come and find the shop down the little alleyway because they want to come and see me and buy a t shirt. Like, just, yeah, I don't know. Like, the community is so cool. And so, can I ask a question as well? Um, just kind of logistically how things work. So now do you um, do you still do the screen printing yourself? And So the screen printing I did up until about six months ago all by myself and then I kind of started transitioning it over to the local screen printing place in Renmark. So it's all still screen printed in Renmark, which is super cool. But it was just getting to a point where I think too much of my time was being spent just printing T-shirts and, sure. you know, I guess I had to, there was another like mindset shift where I had to be like, well, if I really want to, you know, learn about business and how to grow one and, and you know, work on all the other parts of the business that is very important as well, um, I probably have to start offloading some other things and, yeah, printing the T-shirts is, was one of them and I think they actually do a better job than me because oh, I really? myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that it was, and I actually worked at that place for a bit as well, so I have a great relationship with them. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, yeah, so it's literally maybe a kilometre from my shop is where it all gets printed still. So that's a cool feeling to have that as well because I always wanted to keep the business local. Um, but, yeah, so I've printed shirts from age 16 to 20 pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and as you said, it frees up a bit of time now for you to do uh, other stuff, which is important. Yeah, that's it. I started learning. Oh, things are getting a bit bigger. I definitely need to put my time elsewhere. <laughs> no, that's cool. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to hear that the... Uh, the new shops worked out beautifully and uh yeah you've been open for over a year now there yeah so no, yeah year and two months now i think something like that yeah so i was even opening this shop i was very nervous about even because i had that little break i was like man i hope people are still interested in riding yeah, haven't <laughs> but, forgotten but no yeah as soon as i opened same thing like a lot of people come in and yeah i guess since then I've always felt super confident to, to keep pushing the brand and stuff. So no, the support's always been there, which is awesome. Yeah, nice one. And so you've got bigger plans for this summer coming up? Yeah, yep. Um, I think I've, I'm bringing in a few new products, which is really cool, and um, probably got the widest range I've ever had um, for summer. And I'm looking at extending the shop, making it a bit bigger as well, knocking out a wall in here. Oh, just really? For, to kind of fit in everything that I've got coming in. So that's a, another, even that in itself is me, you know, look with my mindset being like, well, this is kind of nerve wracking. I'm trying to make the shop bigger, but um, yeah, it's super exciting. I'm just, yeah, it, I guess at the end of that, I should be super excited about all of it. But yeah, this summer should be a big one. I've been working all year to, to make sure that this one is a big one. So no, it's, it's super exciting. That's cool, man. And, uh, you know, I mentioned the TikTok up the at the top of the our chat, but uh, yeah. So, how have you yep. found that getting on there? Yeah, it was interesting. I think for the past maybe six months, it's been on the back of my mind. Like, man, I need to get on the TikTok. I know the potential's there. I know, like, I could probably like have some fun with it, but I just kept being like, 
because I hadn't used the platform. So I was like, I don't even know what to do. And then one day I was like, nah, stuff it. I'll just like try to put a few videos out that tell my story. And they got a fair bit of attention. And um, yeah, I found out a cool place to, because you only have a small amount of time and it's really organic and it's not polished content. It's not like Instagram and Facebook where it's like a really cinematic video. It's just like phone video, really raw, like tell your story, say what you've been up to. So I found it really interesting because, it, yeah, you, you go about things a bit differently and you really get, I think, I feel like you make a probably a more, in some ways, like a real connection with your audience because Instagram can sometimes be very like, yeah, like the whole polished thing where TikTok's cool because you can, you just yourself and you, yeah. So I found it pretty interesting. It's a different platform, but it, it's really cool. And what do you reckon your, um, this might be a hard question, but your time split of, you know, being in the shop, you know, doing your kind of admin processes that you have to do as a business owner. You just can't escape yeah. them, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah. then your marketing, whether it be social media or otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's I, it's something I'm trying to get my head around better and trying to allocate my time better. I think that's definitely something that I'm working on now the most because it's something that I've realised I can be a bit all over the place with. I'll just be like, oh, I've got some spare time. Maybe I'll try and make this video or maybe I need to do some stuff on my like accounting or books or whatever. Oh, I've got some spare time. Maybe oh, I need to plan out this new summer range photo shoot. <laughs> so it's like, it's, um, it's, it's hard. That's like, it. <laughs> that's yeah. what, I think that's, that's my part. biggest. Trying to be more organized is my biggest thing because um, I don't know if I'll, I've never really been that great at it because I've always had that mind of like, oh, I'll do this, then I'll do this. Like I'm a bit all over the place. But, um, yeah, now that that's the whole thing, I guess, as business grows as well, I'm trying to, like, allocate my time, certain time slots to be like, all right, this is the time that you need to do this and this is the time you need to do this. Yeah. And I'm probably just starting to learn that now, <laughs> which is good. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, tough question. But I think, yeah, that's the answer. It's just I'm a bit all over the place with that at the moment. <laughs> well, I know, I know exactly how you feel, mate, because I, I feel like I'm quite similar in a lot of ways, a big picture thinker. I can see yep. everything and how it should fit together, all the projects yep. and campaigns that need to come out. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm good at emptying those out on a piece of yep. paper or, you know, Word document. And then you're like, yeah, right. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do all that stuff. Yeah. I guess that's just, that's all part of it. Hey, it's learning how to, I mean, and, and I guess everyone has their own way of um, trying to organize it and do it. So. No, yeah, but the one one thing you got on your side is the passion that uh, you know, still will, will drive you along. Yes, that's I think that's what's really pulled me along every step of the way. Is you know when things get tough or I get overwhelmed or like a bit anxious about a decision, like it always comes back to even now, like when I'm speaking about when I first started, like the passion is still very much there, and it's yeah, what's what brought me through like all the tough decisions with it, or if things haven't quite worked, I'm like. Yeah, but like I still love doing it. So yep. it's, let's just see how far you can push it kind of thing. Well, I'm coming at you with another hard question. What do you reckon, you know, if you can kind of look into your little crystal ball yep. in maybe 2026 and five years' time, yeah. What do you have an idea of what, whether it's ride clothing, whether it's you personally, you know, what might be happening uh, in five years down the track? Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually got this question a bit lately and um, I'm trying to, sort of look down that road of yeah where I want things to go for myself and for the brand because the past it's it's been it's clicked over five years this year of ride clothing and 
I, when I was 16, I probably didn't really imagine myself being in the position I am now, like having a cool shop in the riverfront, like posting orders around the world, all that sort of stuff. Um, so now I'm like, oh, like what could happen in the next five years? Like true. it's kind of exciting to, to Yeah, true. That'll be 10 years, won't it? That's a good point. Yeah. So um, it's, I, I know I really want to keep the brand here. Like I'd still love to have shop here in Renmark and then, you know, ideally have some sort of like a warehouse to have all my orders pack, picked and packed there mm-hmm. and just have like my vision at the moment is quite broad, but yeah, like still pushing the same message that I'm now keeping a very positive brand, really representing the Riverland and having so much of it done locally would be super cool to really build this big brand that's from like this like country town. Um, but yeah, I guess that's where my my vision is at the moment, have just like a cool like small team around it that's really passionate like me about what we're doing but um, it's definitely something yeah every year that or not every year sorry every sort of every week or day that I try and like just you know look back on and go where where am I going kind of thing because I really that's what I think drives me as well is having that point of like all right this is where I want to go like that's super exciting and how can we get there so um yeah it's it's coming to me slowly like the where I really want to go with it because I think I'm still kind of taking in where I am now and trying to learn about how to manage everything now and then once everything is in place and, you know, once I, um, I guess, learn more about how I can grow from here is when I'll be like, oh, like, where can I go in five years and get even more excited about it? So it's a very exciting thing about. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll counterbalance that question by saying that there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, not having a, a five-year yep. vision, you know, and just living in the now and yep. saying, well, this is what's happening now. I'm just going to give everything to what this is and uh, see where it takes me. So. You know what I mean? Yeah. Both yeah. both approaches are completely uh, acceptable. Yeah. Now, I'm going to bring something up here and uh, see if this works for you, see if you can see this. See this young fella on my screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is back in 2018, and, uh, you know, for the people listening, I'll post this up on our socials. So head to uh, Awards Australia on Facebook uh, and also on Instagram. I think you can our tag is at Inspirational Australians on uh, Instagram. But I've got a photo here of Nathan, uh, 2018. So well, what, maybe it would have been 18 at this point. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I would have just probably turned 18. Yeah. And uh, at our awards night, our um, awards presentation for the Young Achiever Awards. So uh, I think this was the first time I met you, Nathan. And uh, yeah, can you? I don't know if you can cast your mind back to this night. What was it like coming along and um, Being yeah, fun. and kind of getting up on stage and having a bit of a bio read out about you and stuff like that. Yeah, I think all that sort of stuff makes it so real, like what I'm doing, because sometimes you can um, just probably, I guess, look at what I'm doing and go, oh, yeah, like this is what I'm doing and, it, you know, like it's it's my little thing that I've got going on. But then when you go to things like this and there's other people with their own businesses or whatever else they're doing um, and then, you know, walking on stage and someone's reading out what you've achieved or what you've done in the past however many years, for me I was like, oh, shit, like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, it just makes it, and it, it definitely um, brings the passion like back to you know not back but like you know makes it makes it more there because I'm like oh man like what I'm doing you know it's bringing me these new experiences I'm meeting these new people um, yeah I think it it gets me super excited <laughs> yeah and uh, you know this is something I'm always interested to find out is uh, you know because you were so young and ride clothing was quite new. At this point in time in 2018, um, you know, your nomination kind of you know, didn't go on to become, you know, a winning um, submission or anything. 
But what yeah. what would you kind of say was a was was there positives or what was it like in terms of just being you know um, you were nominating the awards kind yep. of uh, didn't progress to that final stage but was it still of a benefit to you? I think so for sure. Um, all this sort of stuff is is because I've been to a few little things like this and yeah for me like I'm never going in like oh, I hope I win something. It's just like it's it's just cool environment to be around. I think because you you're around other people that are passionate about something as well and. I think I met a couple of people there that have um, that were even like, oh, I'll give you a hand with something if you want. Like this is a business that I run. So, and even just a confidence builder thing as well, being around other people and you know walking out on that stage and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's all it's all really just one big experience that I, I like taking in, I guess. And um, so yeah, no, it was it was good fun being there. I do remember yeah. that night. I brought I a think- friend along with me, so that was fun. <laughs> Nice one. Yeah, I think it's uh, spot on. It's all part of the experience, isn't it? Just uh, yeah, that's what life is. Just one big experience, and you got to make the most of it. That's it, definitely. But yeah, the reason I asked you about that is we do get that question a little bit um, more so from people. You know, maybe nominating a young person. They say, "Oh, well, you know, what if they don't win?" Hmm. And it's kind of like, well, from our perspective, you know, we we run the awards. We kind of think, well, our whole aim of the awards is to just share great stories of sure. uh, of young people who you know who are doing something really cool. And yep. uh, I feel like there's so many reasons just to celebrate that mm. regardless of uh, what happens with the nomination. Definitely. Yeah. Like even sitting there and, you know, you hear, diff- that's, I mean, that's like one of the coolest parts is you sit there and you, you know, you hear someone's story being read out and you're like, man, that's pretty cool. Like maybe, and yeah, I guess you draw inspiration from other people's stories as well. And, and it's even, it's more powerful because you're there and you're seeing them and their stories being read out and like, that's a, person that, that's a real person that's done that like and you i guess it's just yeah it's, it's pretty powerful to to hear someone what they've been up to as well which is super cool for sure well the um seven new young achiever awards are open now actually just just oh, literally true. opened uh, as we're talking here today nate but obviously our episode will go live in a couple of weeks but uh, if yep. anyone listening and thinks oh you know what i reckon nathan uh he deserves a nomination again jump online <laughs> youngachieverawards.com nominate him he'll uh he'll be up for it and uh if you know other people um please uh let us know about them and uh we'd love to to hear their stories and celebrate them and, and kind of share them uh any way we can whether it's through this podcast um through our own socials and uh through the awards allow me to interrupt my own interview today uh, to tell you about a new initiative that we've launched for people to join our tribe in supporting inspirational australians just like the legend nathan woodrow so We've had a few of these initiatives recently, and uh, you might not be aware, but we've got our own shop now at awardsaustralia.com slash shop with a few different initiatives, and uh, this one in particular is our awards membership. So how does it work? Well, for only $50 a year, now that's 14 cents a day if you break it down like that, you can get involved and become an awards member. And the best part is 100% of the proceeds of these awards memberships go towards prize grants for our winners gives people a chance to directly contribute to the community champions that we celebrate through both the community achievement awards and the young achiever awards as a member you get first access to our notifications about the awards plus we give you some great shout outs on social media in our quarterly newsletter and on this podcast which leads me to shout out our newest awards member matt hale thanks matt for coming on board uh for those who don't know who matt hale is he's the director of barossa kayak kayak which nominated into the Community Achievement Awards for South Australia this year. 
check out their Instagram, Barossa Kayak Kaya, and uh, tell you what, if you're in South Australia or going to be traveling there soon, it'll make you want to uh, go down there and jump on one of those trips. It looks really fun. So thanks again to Matt Hale and head to www.awardsaustralia.com slash shop to find out more details. Again, it's only $50 for the year and you'll be supporting inspirational Australians. Once more, awardsaustralia.com slash shop. And now back to finish off the interview. So Nath, can I ask you, the last thing I kind of want to ask you is, um, we kind of covered this a little bit, but uh, see if we can succinctly wrap it up. Yeah. What would you have you know, as a, any advice for a high school, especially because that's your experience, someone yeah. in high school who's kind of really driven and got this cool idea, but they're just not really sure what to do next. What would you kind of say to them? I'd say, um, first I'd probably ask why, what's stopping you from doing it. And I'd guess that it's something like they're afraid of failing or because I know that's the thoughts that kind of was running through my mind. I would definitely encourage to just like, and it's, it's such funny advice, but I always just say like, just try it like any way. Cause that, I guess that's, I'm just speaking from my experience. All I did was, you know, I went stuff, I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to buy some things. I'm going to start an Instagram page. And straight away, it just made it feel so much more real. I was like, I'm in this now. I'm like, I'm in the game. I'm going to have to give it a crack. And um, yeah, so I always say, you know, what's your idea? What's like the first step you can take to make it feel more real? Because then you're really going to be like, oh, wow. Like First, you'll be very scared, I feel like. But next you go, well, like that's kind of exciting. Like I did that and, you know, I'm still here. I'm still giving it a go. Um, so I guess it's that it's just like what's the first step you can take to make it more real, whether that's even just starting a social media page or telling someone that you think might be able to help you out because the biggest, other biggest thing I've learned is like there's so many people that want to help you. I guess a lot of people think that, you know, they're going to get judged or they're going to fail and people are going to make fun of them, which is, you know, it's going to happen like but very small percentage of people do that. I feel like there's, from my experience, a lot of people, if they see you doing something, they're like, well, like, is it, how can I help? Or I've got this skill set. Maybe I can jump on board and, and try to help you build this. So, yeah, when it comes down to it, it's like don't focus so far in the future that you start really stressing yourself. It's just like what's the one step you can take to make it more real and have fun with it, especially at like a young age. Like there's, you have so much time to, to stuff. I've made so many stuff. <laughs> and that's where you learn the most. It's where you have those mindset shifts and start learning more about yourself and the brand um, and the business. But just keep it simple and take the first step to make it more real. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, shows what a humble and empathetic person you are, Nate. The first thing you did with the opportunity to give advice was actually think to ask a question and connect with the person. So that's awesome. Um, and uh, hopefully people giving a uh, mentorship and uh, advice, take that um, lead from you. Cause I think that's really important to ask questions and empathize with people. Definitely. Yes, and uh, the, sure. the thing I want to add is, um, even for business where you're a sole trader, it shouldn't be a lonely journey. And that's kind of what you were touching on. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it's, there's always, yeah. I mean, for me, yeah, like I'm, I'm running this by myself, but there's so many people I lean on and ask questions and that are there to help me as well. So it's definitely, um, where you, while you're doing it on your own, you're also, you're leaning on so many people that are also feel like they're part of the journey as well. Yep. And uh, where can people connect with you and um, with Ride Clothing? What's the best places to go and the handles and, and so on so the best places i mean the best place would be instagram which is just ride clothing um ride is r-y-d-e <laughs> and um otherwise yeah 
um, Facebook, TikTok, obviously, but the best place to get a hold of me is definitely on Instagram. Yep. And I should have asked, what, yeah, why is it R-Y-D-E? Yeah. Uh, so I actually made a TikTok about the name of it. I came with Ride. Ride came about because I loved skating and wakeboarding and bike riding. And I was like, you can ride all those things. Why not just like keep it simple? And then I guess I just, when I was 16, I was like, let's just make it a bit different, change the spelling a bit. It looks super cool. And it's just as soon as I saw a ride on a piece of paper, R-Y-D-E, I was like, that's it. And I just felt that gut feeling. I was like, I'm, I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> I love it. You know, I remember seeing something, uh, business advice, don't, don't do funny spelling. On business yeah, right. names, I just I disagree. <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying. I think it's more more yeah. memorable to have yeah. it as a R Y D E. Definitely, I think it, especially um, when you have now, especially for me, if I feel that gut feeling about something, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I've just got to do it. <laughs> Back yourself in. That's it for sure. Awesome. All right, mate. Well, thanks so much for giving us your time this morning for no for chatting with us, and uh, I want to see lots of inspirational Australians podcast listeners jumping on. Uh, ride clothing and getting some tees, some hoodies, Perfect. all sorts of awesome. stuff. There's really good range of clothing on there. Perfect. Thanks, Hate, for having me on. Cheers, mate. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.